Welcome to season two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue, and nurturing our spiritual lives. We hope by sharing our learning, reflections, and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. If you found our podcast in any way helpful or it has served you in some way, would you please prayerfully consider whether you can financially support our mission via Patreon? Patreon is a platform that allows people to make a monthly contribution to our mission. Running a ministry has a number of costs, including website and software expenses, new tech purchases and paying editors. Your financial contribution will help us stay focused on putting out new content each week. So thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. We have varying tiers that you can choose from, including as little as $3 a month. And in return, we offer behind the scenes, bloopers, merch, mentoring, and more. We would love for you to join our community and hope you will consider joining us in helping one another to live life to the full. Hello and welcome to Living Fullness. How are you going, Padre? Very well, thank you, Stina, and yourself? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. That's great. How's life going? Uh, very well, thank you. I've just been um, just been researching for my thesis, mm. and that's pretty much, I mean, pastoral work and thesis, that's it, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose that's a, this will be the bulk of your 2022, won't it? It will. It will. So, hopefully, hopefully pastoral work will outweigh the thesis work, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So, so yes. How about yourself? Been well. I've been really well. I had um, a lovely opportunity over the weekend to go back to playing music at mass, um, which has been really nice. We haven't been able to. Well, I haven't been able to participate in that in a little while, and so the crew sort of got back together, and um, it was just nice, nice to be able to play together again. Um, and I had someone. At the end of mass, sort of one of the musos turn around and say, "Oh, it's nice for the crew to be back together again," which yeah. is just yeah, it's really That's pretty awesome. Mm. 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 So this week's episode, we are going to have a little bit of a chat about gratitude. Mm. What we want to try and do in this new year is to focus a little bit more on virtue in some of our episodes as well. So the first one that we want to tackle is where gratitude fits in to that, especially mm. in relation to justice. Yes, yes. So let's let's sort of start the conversation there. And really gratitude needs to be our primary disposition in life. It needs to be our outlook, our attitude, you know, it really needs to be the the way that we move about in the world is with a grateful heart. And that's not something new, I don't think. I think we see that in our modern culture as well. We see that, you know, in things like pop psychology and we see that in modern meditation practices even. Their primary focus or the very first thing that they focus on is on having a grateful outlook and it's almost like the path that's advertised for peace in these spheres as well which also isn't anything new for us who are Christians either we know that we love because he first loved us from um, 1 John 1 John 4.19 and if our response really isn't one of gratitude 
towards the love that we're offered, we really do have to ask the question, what is going on? What is our immediate and our natural response? Because if we look at what we've been given and what we've been gifted, we actually don't have anything. (laughs) We don't own anything. We don't possess anything without God. We don't even have life without God. We don't have the life that we've been given, nor do we have salvation without without God. So yeah. so if we don't first foster a grateful heart, then how do we actually begin to live a life well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think this is why we see gratitude being linked to justice. It's, it's actually a sub-virtue in jail, or sort of annexed to justice, if you like. It's mm. connected to justice. And, and um, you know, justice is really... Uh, giving what is due to God and to neighbour. And so a um, gratitude is a moral debt of appreciation and thankfulness that is owed to the giver of the gift. So someone gives us a, a, a gift of their love uh, and, and we are bound to return that gift. And it's not like, uh, oh, how much did that gift cost? All right, well, I've got, yeah. to, I've got to have the same cost. You know, like yeah. that's, that's not the point behind gratitude. It's not to outdo the person who gave you a good thing. That's not the point in that sort of materialistic mm. sense. Um, rather, we, we seek to give in equal or greater measure in regards to the love with which the gift has been given. So we seek to give a love back to the person uh, which has, has a, an equality to it, you know, that, that we're actually giving of ourselves in a similar measure. And there are sort of three steps in this giving back of ourselves, this recognition of gratitude. Firstly, is to recognize the gift, to identify the gift, to identify where somebody has given themselves to us. It might actually be in a physical, tangible gift. It might be in terms of the the time that somebody has given to us. It might be in terms of kind words that have been said. It could be a hundred different things that that, that somebody has shown their love for us. Um, it, it could be because we recognize that God has given us such incredible mm. gifts, you know, the sacramental gifts. He's given us the gift of the world that we live in, the gift of a family, the gift of whatever it might be, he's given it to us. And so recognizing that gift, identifying it as as, as the love of God and love of neighbor, and then expressing appreciation and thanks, being joyful that God is so good as to have given us those gifts, you know, and that 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 others are so generous in the spirit of the Lord uh, that they have been good to us and, and given us that, that, that gift of their love. And then thirdly, we have to repay the favor but repay the favor with prudence, right? Uh, so there's a suitable place, a suitable time to repay that gift, to repay that gift within one's means, right? So remember, it's, it's not about uh, monetarily matching mm. gift for gift. No, that's not the point. It's one's love. Mm. You know, one's love must be, uh, that, that's, that's the measure, uh, that we use is that, you know, do I give whatever this gift may be, even the smallest thing that I can give, uh, do I give this with a love with which the giver gave his gift or her gift to me, mm. um, or which God has given that gift to me? It's, it's, why, um, it's why Jesus praises the, 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 the widow who gives uh, that small shekel into the treasury fund. Mm. You know, her gift was the greatest. Even though others had given huge amounts of money, what yeah. they gave was what they had over. You know, what this widow gave was the very best of what she had because she recognized the need to be gracious towards God who is good. Mm. Uh, and so she returned what the little that she had with everything that she, you know, as small as it was, it had such love behind it. Mm. You know, 
And uh, that's the measure that we're meant to give back with, is that measure of love. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <coughs> Holding fast to gratitude also actually creates a bit of a stumbling block for pride as well. And oh. ordinarily when we talk about stumbling blocks, we go, oh, they're not good things. <laughs> In this case, <laughs> it's a very good thing. <laughs> it's a very good thing because while ever we recognise that we have actually received so much from God, we recognise that our dependence is actually on God and therefore we become less dependent upon our own strengths and our own ability and merits. Um, and that helps us to stay more humble, which Absolutely. You know, is goals. Um, Ignatius of Loyola also says that ingratitude is the cause, beginning and origin of all evils and sins, which might seem like a very sweeping statement, but if you think about it, it intuitively makes a bit of sense because when we fail to see the good things in life as gifts from God that we're completely unworthy of to receive, it becomes easy in a sense to begrudge the giver of a gift as a almost these are the things that we expect, like mm. they owed to us instead of them actually being gifts that are freely given to us. Within that sort of a bit of a practical look at, at mm. exercising gratitude, um, when we look at gratitude within our relationships and our friendships, have you ever tried, I ask this question to our listeners, um, have you ever tried being angry at your spouse for something that they said or did and be grateful that they are your spouse at the same time, <laughs> right? Have you ever tried being jealous over something your friend has and be grateful for the gift of their friendship <laughs> at the same time? Mm. Yeah, that's difficult to do. If gratitude reminds us who that other person is to us, that is to say, a gift. Now, that doesn't mean that difficult conversations might not need to be had. Of course, they, they, they may well need to be had. Uh, but gratitude enables us to look to the person and discover a healthy way for those conversations that may need to take place to actually take place. Gratitude always reminds us that in front of us we have someone made in the image and likeness of God. And so this this helps us to uh, find a, a healthy way to move forward in our relationships and our friendships, to reorder our thoughts and our emotions and to remember who these people are to us. Mm. You know, not dwell on what they've said or done to make us feel... Uh, you know, not great in any particular moment. Mm. Mm. Definitely. And we do need to actually actively work on gratitude. It can't just be like, a, oh, I just need to be more grateful and, oh, I didn't do it this time, so I'll just do it next time. Like you, We actually do need to think about and plan ahead of what that looks like and it takes a bit of self-knowledge to be able to get to a place where we actually begin to be more grateful. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that needs to be not just in our attitude but also in our actions and in our words as well. So sure. um, for me personally, there was uh, a particular thing that used to make me feel very ungrateful and that was around gift giving, especially around Christmas. <laughs> mm. But I've, I've always sort of struggled in the past, I suppose, uh, struggled with receiving gifts, like physical gifts, because I'm not, that's not my primary love language. Like yeah, sure. This is just not my thing. And so, and I'm, I'm very sort of, I try to be very simplistic. I don't try to, I try to cull my material possessions on a regular basis. I just yep. don't like having a lot of stuff. So receiving gifts from people was hard because I had this attitude of, 
what a burden. Mm. Like, I don't want this. Like, stop giving me stuff. (laughs) I am tired of putting stuff on my bookshelf because I feel too guilty to get rid of it. (laughs) Like, I have to have it there for a year before I can chuck it out. Just stuff. Right? I had this terrible, terrible attitude. And thankfully, I had a very, very good friend because I remember this one Christmas. It was actually you, Padre, and a mutual friend of ours. Mm. You two had organised a gift for me. And I remember you guys told me that and I was panicking. (laughs) I was proper panicking because I thought, unlike a lot of my other friends who at this point didn't realise that I wasn't a gift person and I really struggled to receive gifts, these who would have seen, like would have seen it on my face, would have heard it in my voice that I was being ungrateful and I couldn't bear the thought of upsetting the two of you when I knew that you both put effort in. And so I was talking to my accountability partner and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm terrified of hurting both of them, but I don't want this thing. Like, I'm not going to like it. Like, what am I going to (laughs) do? And bless her soul, she cut right through. (laughs) She went, you know what, Stina, you need to practice gratitude. You know, you're struggling here with being grateful. And as I later realised through reflection and through prayer, I realised that what I was actually doing was looking at the different physical gifts that people were giving me, not only as a burden, but as an unkindness towards me, which is something I would have never admitted to at the time. Never would have admitted to that at the time, but I could see that in hindsight that that's how I was viewing it. And that was not healthy. Mm. That was not good. That was not healthy. So I needed to work on that. And some ways of working on that was to take the small opportunities where The little things in the everyday, not just when it's your birthday or Christmas and you receive a particular gift, but anytime someone does something, to focus on not just the thing itself, not just the object, Mm -hmm. but the fact that they're actually doing it out of love, Mm. that that is the Mm. gift. It's not the the physical present that you receive that is the gift. It's the actual giving, the love that they're sharing, the extension through friendship or through family relationships or whatever it might be, focusing on the person And that love just shifts your perspective. But also on the words that we share as well. Do we actually then respond with thank you? Or do we sort of, you know, um, brush it off as, oh, I really don't want this, but oh, whatever. But yeah, thanks. Like, do do we actually try to mean it? Even if it's hard, do we try to mean it? Physically, do we have a disposition of being like closed off, like is our body language actually showing that we're open to receiving whatever somebody has to offer, no matter how great or small that offering might be? Or are we, you know, arms crossed and don't want to participate in this? Like all those little things add up and not just because it makes the other person feel good, but because it actually changes and shifts our own mind. It shifts the brain chemistry, (laughs) like our body language actually has the impact, has the ability to impact the way that we think and we feel. So all of those things need to be congruent. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. That's all right. You're welcome. Yeah. But uh, I knew that you struggled with with the whole the gift mm. receiving thing. I didn't know the rest of it though. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much You're for welcome. sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Safe to say, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, and, and <laughs> Still it's not it's, perfect. And it's such a good lesson, though, too. Like it's it's such a good lesson mm. uh, that 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 gratitude is really not so much a gratitude for the the physical material gift, but it's a gratitude for the person who was giving. Yeah, that's just that's such a 
good lesson. Thank you for sharing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, a another factor to be considered in regard gratitude then is is the manner in which we express sorrow for our sins. There are two attitudes that we can approach repentance with. The first is, I'm sorry because I don't want to go to hell. Mm. And and the second is, I'm sorry because I've offended you, Lord. Mm. You know, mm. and, and and traditionally the former, this sort of I'm sorry because I don't want to go to hell, is called attrition. And it's it's a word which means literally to rub away, coming from the Latin ad and terere. Ad being to, terere is of the verb to rub. Uh, so if I'm sorry due to attrition, it's like I'm saying, God, I want you to rub away my sins, to clean away my sins or destroy my sins because I don't want to be punished. You know, this isn't the same as contrition. And scholastic theologians, uh, uh, theologians from like the 12th and 13th centuries, called this kind of thing imperfect contrition. Right um, Now, let's be clear. Most of us struggle to reach what we would call <laughs> perfect contrition. You know, where purely we are sorry because we know that our sins have offended God's goodness and we realize the gratitude and the love that we ought to bring to God. And and, and we deeply wish not to have offended him, you know, because we love him. Um, for many of us, we are struggling to get there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, often we find mixed motives in our repentance, including not wanting to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And, and look, that's okay. It's okay as long as we realize that we're meant for true contrition and act upon that realization, looking for opportunities to be gracious for God's goodness, growing more in love with God, becoming ever more grateful for his incredible gifts. The more grateful we are for God's goodness, the more we become disposed to true contrition. And the danger of remaining in attrition without that growth in gratitude is that we see sin not so much as an offense against the God that we love, but as a thing that a despotic deity will not allow us to engage in. Uh, and, and and we will always come to resent the despotic deity. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that's why it's important that we don't just sort of maintain a level of attrition. that We're, we're growing in the spiritual yeah. life, you know. Um, well, the, other, the other thing on, on gratitude that, that sort of springs to mind is that <clears throat> I recently read a reflection on... Um, the narrow gate from, from Matthew uh, chapter 7, I think it is. And uh, Jesus likens the path of righteousness as a narrow gate or a narrow way because it requires self-mastery and avoiding the extremes of emotional responses and allowing virtue, not vice, to govern us. <clears throat> it's narrow because we have to choose Christ consistently and there are so many other seeming, seemingly attractive choices to distract us. But we also can't forget that this narrow way is also a royal way. Mm-hmm. It's a way of joy and dignity, love and nobility. So when we view the narrow gate, not so much in terms of what we can't do mm-hmm. or what I have to do in order to enter through the gate to eternal life, and rather through the lens of the gifts that God offers us and who he calls us to be, then we discover that, that the narrow gate is actually broad, beautiful, stunning, and magnificent way to God, which calls us to gratitude. Beautiful. Well, that takes us to the end of another episode. Indeed. Um, What we did neglect to tell you guys in the last few episodes is that we actually have show notes now. Show notes. Show notes are available on our website. Um, 
from Virtue Ministry, which you'll find the link in the description box of this episode. And essentially the show notes just give you a bit of an extended version of the episode in written form that you can have a read over or if there's something in there that we've said that you thought, oh, I'm not certain I quite got what you meant there, you know, have a read, see if that helps make sense of any of it. Also, we put our any resources and links in to our show notes as well, um, especially the things that we might mention or that we might think might be useful. Um, and we also put some reflective questions in there from time to time as mm. well that you mm. can have a look at. So there's a few up there already of the Beatitude series that we did last year, mm. and there'll be a few in this new year as well. Beautiful. And for in terms of a resource for this episode... We've drawn heavily from uh, a, uh, a book written by Father Angelo Perez Lopez, uh, who, um, who has, has written three volumes on the, uh, the, the virtues in regards to priestly formation. And even though it's written specifically for the context of priestly formation, uh, the stuff that he has about the virtues is just gold. So it if is. you're looking for a really good uh, a book to teach you about the virtues, um, I, I, you can't go past it. it the, the priestly formation stuff may not be appropriate to you, but but the rest of it, man, yeah, uh, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So before we head for the week, a truth, beauty, and goodness, Padre. Uh, so uh, just the other day, I um, I went to a, a priest friend's memorial. Uh, a memorial mass for the mum of one of my priest friends, oh. and uh, it was it was a really just sort of a, it was a quite a beautiful experience because for a number of reasons. Firstly, you know this priest was um, he was so interiorly certain of eternal life, which obviously you hope a priest is, mm. uh, but but he was so he had that such interior certainty of it that that he could speak of his mother as you know. As, as being um, a good woman who now needs our prayers to get to heaven, you know. And, and, and that's just, it was so beautiful to hear him speak of her like that, you know. Um, and it was also beautiful to see the way that the priests of the diocese rallied. Mm. That we came together as, and, and like we don't all get on. No, yeah, <laughs> we don't all get on like any other family. Like right? any other family, <laughs> there are there are blokes that you, you you don't get on with, and blokes that you find irritating, or blokes that you really get on well with, you know. And and it's moments and days like that where you're like, yeah, we actually are a family, mm. because when all is said and done, when a man's mum passes, just about every priest from every every place comes together Aww. and and we're there whether you're liberal or conservative whether you're you know um sort of uh, whether you're 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 liberal or labor <laughs> <laughs> uh you know you are you're there um uh supporting your brother and that it just it shows the there's still a family mentality here and it's really beautiful to see mm. yeah. special mm. that's special uh, for me, it was um, listening to a particular podcast and there was an interview with a fellow called Annie Hickman. Mm -hmm. He's the founder of Delray Collective. And he was sharing a bit about his family and the practice that they have as a family to be really hospitable and the ways that they practice that. And he was just sort of talking a little bit about how God actually wants to come and dwell in us and it's from that place that we go out to love 
but that it's not about some partnership. It's not like Jesus and us are sort of on equal footing and we're doing the equal amounts of work. And there was this particular thing that Hickman said. He said, this is more like going to work with dad. And that just, there was something about that that just made me go, whoa, I need to pause. <laughs> I was standing over by the stove, like making something. And I heard that and I went, pause. <laughs> I just need to, I'll keep stirring this pot, but I need to sit with that for a minute. <laughs> um, because that just, that took me straight back to childhood. Mm. And it took me back to thinking about the days where I shadowed my dad as a little kid. And I would go and just, you know, stand by his side as he was talking to different people and meeting with different people and even sitting next to him on the computer next to him as he was doing different invoices and stuff like that. And he would let me do some things. Like he would, you know, let me staple the corners of of different things together or help me hold, ask me to hold the box down so that he could tie some, um, he could, you know, tape it down and put a, um, a post-it sticker on it to be able to mail it off or or something or <laughs> he would even say like as I got older he'd even say here you go Stina double check my maths for me but like, dad you never get maths wrong like <laughs> come on like go on give it a go make sure I do it right but even though he let me participate in all these things he was the one who was bringing the work to completion it wasn't me and at the end of the day he'd still say, all right, you know, let's let's go and grab a celebratory, you know, soft drink or an ice cream or something and he'd have his coffee and he'd be proud of me for participating and listening and doing what I was asked when I was asked to do it. And that that just struck me as that's God's God's desire for us. Like that's what he wants from us. He's not asking us to be responsible for bringing every soul to heaven. Like he's going to do that. Yeah. He yeah. just, he has a personal relationship with each and every each and every soul. He just wants us to listen to the movements of the Holy Spirit and do the little that he asks of us with love and to do it when he asks of us with faith. And it's through that, it's through that participation that we get to go to work with our Heavenly Father. That to me was just, that was huge for me this week, Annie Hickman. So thank you so much for being docile to the Holy Spirit and for reminding me of my place in this world. Well done. Mm. That's really beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 Thank you, Annie Hickman. Mm. Can we link that in the episode? Absolutely. I'll Wonderful. put a link to the episode Wonderful. from Abiding Together yeah. in the description yeah. box as well. That's and in our show notes as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Living Fullness. We will catch you again next week. But as always, until next time, all of our love and prayers. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Did you know that the Virtual Ministry team does speaking engagements? We do talks, workshops and keynote addresses at schools, retreats and conferences, both in person and online. We speak on character development, growth in virtue and relationships, and we are always open to speaking on a topic that you might need for your audience. Get in touch with Virtue Ministry through our website, virtueministry.org.au to make an inquiry. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will help others to find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook.